Welcome to PantherCast, the official podcast of TMI Episcopal. We're bringing you an inside look at our community and keeping you informed about what's happening on campus. Well, hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the TMI PantherCast podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Director of Community Relations. So today I'm bringing you two interviews from our science teacher, Mark Philippi, and English teacher, Courtney Duke. And they're going to give us a little bit of insight into this remote instruction and what's been happening over this past week. I hope you enjoy these interviews. And first up is my conversation with Mark Philippi. What was the process like preparing for remote instruction this week? You guys had the extended spring break that our parents were on. And while our parents and students were on that extended break, the faculty were, were working hard to prepare for remote instruction. So take me through that process a little bit and tell me what that was like. Sure. Yeah, I think the first few days were probably just us running around like crazy, trying to figure out how we're going to try and pull this off. But uh, after that, you know, I mean, we've got some pretty clear guidelines from administration about how this was to look. Uh, I had plenty of conversations with Rob Friedrich, our science department chair, and um, it kind of all just coalesced and um, just figured out a way to do it, I guess. I mean, we've uh, a lot of us have been, you know, tossing around the idea of trying out certain uh, digital tools in the toolbox, uh, I guess you could say, for, for a while now. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this this is uh, not necessarily the way that you would want to be forced into it, but provides a unique opportunity to try some of those things. Really a catalyst to get all of that going. <laughs> yes. So what has this week been like? We're just finishing up this first week of remote instruction. What's it been like? How are some of the ways that you've been looking to be creative, maybe to get your students involved? Uh, tell me a little bit about maybe some lessons learned from this week and, and what it's looked like. Yeah. Well, first off, the week was honestly made by being able to talk to my kids on Wednesday. I mean, that was fantastic. I mean, one of the things that I I didn't really realize how much I missed them until I saw them, really. I mean, I knew I missed them, Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't recognize how much until they just started logging in one by one. And I was like, oh, Evan Amsler. Oh, my gosh. It's so good to see you. You know, oh, you know, all the kids from my classes, you know, I don't know. I don't want, apparently I'm only excited to see Evan Amsler. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, so on that, spot. it's hard to remember names when you're on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, it's better than me calling out the kids who didn't show up, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I guess that would be the first thing that I would say is that I was just really excited to see all of that. I mean, that has been the highlight of my week for sure. Um, as, as far as some of the other things, um, I mean, just kind of learning how to get the links to my Zoom meetings correctly and all those sorts of things. But uh, no, it's it's been good. I mean, uh, the folks in the science department have been kind of batting around a lot of ideas, um, you know, different different tech uh, tips and tricks and software and, and certain apps to use. Um, I mean, I know uh, I've gotten more than one piece of helpful advice from uh, our, our new physics teacher, Mr. Omar Valdez. So um, we, we have plenty of awesome uh, resources um, and go to people who, who really know how to do this stuff well. And of course, Lynn, as, as I'm sure you're aware, I mean, our librarian, Lynn Latta, is always on the ball, sending us all kinds of resources that like, I mean, if you, if you used one out of every 10 things that she sent along, you would have 
five new things that are super awesome to try out. So. So it sounds like there's a lot of collaboration happening behind the scenes, just within the faculty and staff amongst that's, you guys. That's the only way to get it to work. You know, I mean, um, teachers, I, I guess, usually call upon flexibility and adaptability and, um, you know, our ability to reflect and, and change our lessons, like even at a, at a moment's notice. And uh, so all of those things that we typically put into a regular classroom environment or a regular classroom lesson, we're, we're calling upon those same skills now. It's just in, in a slightly different format. And how are, the, how are the students responding? Have you found them to be embracing this technology? I mean, they're growing up with technology. Are they, are they engaged? And maybe what tips do you have to for the students to be a little bit more engaged in class in this remote environment? Are they engaged? I would say yes. I mean, like I said, we've only had one Wednesday meeting so far with them. Um, I, I, I was pretty clear on, on my on-campus instructions that, that the Wednesday office hours were, were optional. And I met with an overwhelming majority of my students on Wednesday. I mean, I've got a couple classes with up to 20 kids and we had 18 people just hanging out in our Zoom meeting. So that was really great. I mean, I don't, I don't think that we need to convince anybody to, uh, to participate in, in the, the digital aspect of the digital side of this at all. Um, as far as, as far as tips and tricks, um, in that, that I have for the students. Mm hmm. Hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that maybe they have some for me. I'm not sure that I have too many tips <laughs> and tricks for That's probably more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. And the other thing is, you know, I mean, we often feel like they understand technology better than we do. And, th and there certainly are a lot of them who, who understand technology better than we do. But, uh, but uh, just being young does not a technology wizard make. That is certain. <laughs> well, it's exciting to hear that there's so many students joining in on the Zoom meetings and being engaged and participating. And, and it makes sense because I think right now that we've been in this uh, social distancing for so long, I think people are eager to see faces and connect with people. So it's, it's nice that even though it's virtual, we're able to bring that a little bit to our students and bring those classes together. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of weird that, um, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. I mean, I really only went two weeks without seeing my students. That's not even as long as we go, you know, say over Christmas break or yeah. something. But but when you don't expect it like that, it it um it kind of takes a toll. I mean I, I was just I was more excited to see them through Zoom than I am after Christmas break. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very different. And I think especially just being in our homes, Christmas break, we're traveling, we're busy, we're doing things and right now we're just it's the Groundhog Day. We're just reliving over and over the same day. So it, it really emphasizes how different and fun it is when the Zoom meeting happens and the class comes together. So that is true. I hadn't really thought about the fact that I've probably communicated with, you know, like three other people over the last week. So maybe that, <laughs> maybe that helps. Well, before we wrap up, is there any last comment you want to share or anything that we didn't talk about you want to mention here? Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I know a lot of people, uh, myself included, are kind of are still trying to figure this out. Um, we're uh, we're going to do the best we can. We're going to be fine. And I don't I don't really think that there's any need to, you know, 
get it all right the first time. I mean, it's definitely going to be one of these things where we just all go into it with a healthy dose of patience and grace. But, the, but there are, you know, I mean, there are some silver linings for sure. I'll take, I'll probably take this as an opportunity as a teacher to, um, to ask deeper level questions. You know, I mean, there are a lot of times on my assessments where I'll ask just some quick hitters at the very beginning, you know, things where it's just depth of knowledge, level one type stuff, where it's just recall. Do you remember the name for this? You know, uh, what happens when blank happens to X, Y, or Z, right? But this is going to be, but we all know that now a lot of kids are going to be able to look at their notes or they're going to be able to look at things on the internet when they're taking assessments. And, and sure, there are certain measures that we can use to, to try and mitigate that. Um, but really, I see this as an opportunity as a teacher to start asking those more complex questions, those types of questions where you can't just get an answer to it quickly on Google. Right. Questions where you're asking kids to compare and contrast certain things or synthesize certain ideas with others. And I think that's um, that's just one of many silver linings that I can see coming out of this is that it will kind of force us as teachers to ask better questions. I think that's definitely a great perspective and so good to hear it from the faculty side and just seeing what you guys are doing. So thank you so much for sharing all that with us today. And I guess we'll just wait and see how this current pandemic unfolds and hopefully we'll all get back to class soon in person. <laughs> Absolutely. I would, I would love to end this year back on campus. Next up, I'd like to share the interview with Courtney Duke. So this has been really quite a journey the last couple of weeks, something that I don't think any of us could have ever imagined, switching to remote instruction, a complete 180. So tell me a little bit about this journey that we've been on, uh, what it was like to kind of prepare for it, and what this past week has been like. Well, to be honest, it was a bit stressful. I mean, I think as teachers, we thrive with our interaction with students, and not being able to meet with them face-to-face -face kind of changed everything for the way uh, we teach. Um, I had a hard time com coming up with lesson plans that were engaging and creative and student-centered and trying to figure out ways that um, also challenged our students um, without really knowing what their schedules were like at home. So in that way, it's been a little bit challenging. In other ways, it's been kind of exciting. I've reached out to friends across the country who are also doing online learning, and it's been fun to, um, to be able to reconnect with those folks. How nice to have resources just nationwide that you can reach out to and kind of bounce ideas off of, especially because everybody's in the same boat. So everyone's trying to come up with new ways to do things and really think outside the box here. What kind of tips and things have you been bouncing around with some of your colleagues, not just at TMI, but really around the country? I think a lot of it is just um, what are we doing well for students? Like what, what kind of, uh, what do they need from us, I guess? You know, what's working with students? So a lot of my friends on the West Coast are teaching synchronously right now, but um, they've found that teaching seven classes in a row all day long is just a total burnout for the kids. Um, and so I'm really glad that we rolled our stuff out a little bit more slowly um, and that we did asynchronous to start because I think as students get used to being online, having just one day a week on Wednesdays was helpful. We could kind of see how tired they were by the end of the day. Um, I guess other tips, I have a friend that has allowed me to sit in on his classes so I can just have a, a glance at what he's doing on Zoom. Um, and that's helpful for any time that teachers can reach out and help each other out. I think it's really helpful. 
Yeah, that's wonderful. So tell me about, I heard that you and Patrick Davis did a Shakespeare commercial. What was this about? Uh, so we were going over at least Elizabethan terms with the students. And we also were talking to them about um, the fact that Shakespeare does not write in Old English like all, they all think or tend to think. Um, and that it's really just modern English. And so the students were given a list of Elizabethan terms and they had to write a script and they could either video the commercial or they could um, send us the script on a Google Doc. But uh, Pat and I decided to do both formats just to give them a sample. So that was fun. It was mostly Pat's doing, you know, he's, he's uh, <laughs> extremely funny. So that was fun. That is good. It's, it's fun when the faculty can kind of come down to the student level and do what they're doing and make them laugh and just kind of make it enjoyable. So what are some of the, what are some of the tools and other creative things that you've been able to implement to help you navigate through this first week? Um, so I tested out a number of platforms over spring break just to see what I thought would work best with students. You know, I'm lucky that I have my own kids. And so I practice Google Hangouts. I practice using um, Google Meet versus Zoom um, and found that I really like using Google Classroom still. My students are familiar with it and the majority of the teachers use that platform. And then um, I also just messed around with Zoom to kind of find different backgrounds. I thought the kids might think we're funny or um, different ways that I could do breakout meetings with Google with sorry, Zoom. Um, and we practice that as a department too. So we've had a couple different meetings where we tried stuff out with each other. So that was really helpful. I guess a major tip that I have would be for teachers, one thing I found helpful is that if I write a sampler, like Mr. Davis and I did the practice uh, video, that was really helpful for students because they could see exactly what we were expecting. So anytime I have an opportunity to actually uh, to do the assignment, um, that goes back to my training at, for the Lucy Calkins writing method where mm -hmm. teachers always uh, model writing. And so I try to model everything that, that I want the students to do just to, so that there aren't any questions that they might have. That's wonderful. So you're in a unique position that, pro well, probably a lot of people are in, but you're, you're a mother, and so you've got your own kids, but you're also teaching full-time at TMI. So what has that been like? And do you have any tips for other families? Because I'm sure that there are so many parents out there that are suddenly thrust into this position of not just having their regular day job, but also now they're at home and they're monitoring their students. Have you learned anything throughout this past week of juggling teaching and also assisting your own kids that you might be able to share with our parents? I think Scott, Father Scott has given us some really positive messages about slowing down and, and kind of enjoying our time with our children. Um, you know, while I chose this profession, not every parent did, and they're all now homeschooling. And um, it's hard to go from being just, you know, supportive and checking in on your kids' work to being a full-time teacher, um, especially when you have multiple children. I'm lucky my kids are in sixth and seventh grade. They're pretty self-sufficient. I would have a much harder time if they were little. Um, I know that I can't imagine for like elementary age kids how folks are managing or kindergarten. Um, and I think also just having a sense of humor. I know the sixth grade moms are on a um, a text chain in which we post like amusing memes and things of of the struggle that is um, staying at home with your kids and, and trying to to make all of this work. That's great advice. I think uh, I think memes really help us through <laughs> a lot <laughs> these days. <Yeah. laughs> so, is there anything that we haven't touched on yet that maybe you want to leave with our parents or our students? Any last words for our community that you want to share before we wrap up today? 
Um, I think I would just tell everybody that we miss them. And, you know, a part the reason we got into teaching is because we love working with young people. And that's been the hardest part is that we miss coming to school. Um, when I zoomed with my students, I just made that a verb. If I, when I zoomed with my students on Wednesday, um, they all talked about how much they miss being together and they miss coming to the classrooms. And, uh, I think that's where TMI is a really special place. You know, a lot of kids might be excited not to have to go to school, but our students and faculty really miss being together. Um, I think one thing that I need to do a better job of that I would encourage our students to do too is to get outside and um, get some exercise, make sure we're drinking a lot of water. It's kind of easy to sit inside all day, mm -hmm. um, but I know that I need to take breaks and then they should take breaks too, give themselves a chance to have some fun especially now that the sunshine is coming out and we've had some beautiful days. It's, it's time to take the opportunity to enjoy a little bit of that and juggle, juggle classes and being outdoors a little bit more. Absolutely. So. Well, thank you so much. I know, I know all of us are really looking forward to having the students and parents and just the whole community come together again. So hopefully it'll happen sooner rather than later. But in the meantime, we are all just taking it one day at a time and, and doing what we can. Thanks for having me, Stephanie. Yep. Thanks so much, Courtney. Thank you for listening to TMI's PantherCast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'd love to connect with you and hear your feedback on the show. Send us an email at panthercast at tmi-sa.org. And if you want to know more about what's happening here at TMI, visit our website at www.tmi-sa.org.